0: to my mommy's
1: podcast. This episode is brought to you by Branch Basics. They're one of my favorite companies because they are tackling two major problems with one simple solution. We've all heard about the problems with single-use plastic and how they are polluting the environment, how overuse of plastics is bad for us as humans. And if you've read my blog, you're also well aware of the potential pitfalls of harsh household cleaners, especially if you have kids in the house. Branch Basics helps on both of these fronts. They have the world's safest non-toxic cleaning concentrate. It is plant-based, biodegradable, so it's safe for the environment. It's non-GMO, and it's not tested on animals. Since it's a concentrate, a single bottle lasts a really long time, which drastically cuts down on extra plastic bottles that you would get if you bought cleaners already pre-made. It's gentle enough to be used on skin, even on babies, but strong enough to clean floors or greasy messes, even paint stains. And I use it to make it all-purpose cleaner, to treat stains in the laundry, even as a laundry soap. Their bottles are all reusable, or you can do what I do and mix everything in reusable glass bottles instead. And when I say this is good for everything, I mean it. I carry a travel-sized foamer pump when I travel, and I use it as a hand soap instead of using nasty soaps in bathrooms. I use it as a face wash, shampoo, eye makeup remover, stain treatment, so much more. And this one little bottle just fits in my travel carry-on. I use the same concentrate at home to make practically every cleaning product that we use in our home. You may have even seen on my Instagram recently how I used their cleaning concentrate and oxygen boost together to wash my white couches naturally. And I use Branch Basics in some form pretty much every single day. You can check it out and grab some of your own by going to branchbasics.com forward slash wellnessmama. Make sure to use the code mama15 to save 15%. So again, that's Branch Basics. Dot com forward slash wellness mama So B-R-A-N-C-H-B-A-S-I-C-S.com forward slash wellness mama and 15% off with the code mama15. This episode is sponsored by Crunchy Betty products. Here's a secret. While well, I have a post about making my own deodorant, I haven't actually done that in a couple of years because I found Crunchy Betty Kokomo Cream Deodorant and I realized it works just as well It doesn't cause irritation, and it's made by a small family business that I love to support. This deodorant smells like the tropics, and one small jar lasts for months, so it reduces packaging. I love that it uses this minimal, recyclable packaging, and because it lasts so long, there's virtually no waste. For me, this deodorant completely stops any odor. It keeps me fresh all day, even on heavy workout days. So many natural deodorants cause irritation, and this one doesn't. If you love tropical smells and if you've been looking for a natural de- deodorant, you have got to check it out. There's two ways to order. You can check it out on Etsy by going to Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Crunchy Betty, or on Amazon by going to CrunchyBetty.com forward slash Wellness Mama. So again, that's C R U N C H Y B E T T Y.com forward slash Wellness Mama. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com, and this episode is going to cover all things poo because I am here with Dr. Mira Tierho, who I hope I said that right, naturopathic doctor, and she is a world leader renowned for her passion for cleansing and gut health. After receiving her degree as a naturopathic doctor, she completed her international speaker certification to help share her challenges with irritable bowel syndrome, as 14% of our world's population experience the same struggles daily. She was crowned the queen of Thrones by her patients. For over 15 years, she has trained and educated healthcare practitioners and helped thousands of patients transition from irritable bowel to owning their throne and thriving. She also has um, a lot of expertise surrounding castor oil, which we're going to go deep on today. But Dr. Marisol, welcome and thanks for being here.
0: Well, thank you so much, Katie. I'm really excited to talk to you today.
1: So first of all, I would love to hear, um, because having been through my own health journey and having, um, you know, a big health struggle and then overcoming it, I feel like there's so much power in a story. And I would love to hear your health journey as well, because from what I know of you, you didn't always start off as the practitioner. You were first the patient. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, my entire life, I, I grew up in a family, um, we're Hispanic, Spanish background and living in Canada and my entire family had issues with their bowels. And I, I didn't realize it, you know, because when you're within a family, like everything is normal that we're all doing together. Right. So my mother would be constantly constipated and my father, he would, he would like, you know, have the runs very often. It'd be like something would irritate him. and be running to the bathroom. And, you know, I kind of fit kind of midway in between my parents and I kind of would like switch, you know, I'd be constipated. And then I would, you know, run to the bathroom. And this, this followed me from when I was a child. Like I remember being at school, having problems, having accidents, and all the way, you know, up until really, like I became an naturopathic doctor and really learned how to how to deal with things. And the thing for me was this: was that you know it was no, it was our normal, and so we, you know, we 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 talked a lot about it at home, but it was just normal. So we never seeked care or attention for it. We, my parents didn't have the the ideals, you know, that we have these days about, you know, changing our food groups or anything like that, right? They didn't, they didn't realize the connection. So, you know, I went along like merrily living my life, but not very merrily, basically, (laughs) because, you know, I was, I was uber dependent of the bathroom. You know, I would, you know, every time I would travel somewhere, I'd always be like, where is the bathroom? You know, I started in my early twenties carry like spare pairs of underwear in my purse, you know, because it was, it could be that bad. Like I could be at the grocery store, you know, coming out of college, you know, going to get my groceries and suddenly I'd be in the line up and I'd be like, like, it'd be an instantaneous, like, right. Like I'd I'd have an accident. And so it was, it was, I didn't realize the impact that it had on my life until later on and I started like talking to my girlfriends and you know I started talking about poo more to people and what was interesting was this was that in my family in my home we were so open with like talking about our stools like I would recall my mom like bringing us into the bathroom and you know you know showing us like her pebbles or you know our sausages like it was just like it was interesting we just had a really open conversation about it but out there in the world when I would start to talk to people about it and because I, I guess I was trying to feel my way like am I the only one who's dealing with this is this normal, you know, and this is back, you know, I'm going to date myself here, but there wasn't, I didn't really have that much internet access in my early twenties. You know, (laughs) we only really had it at the colleges or universities. So it wasn't like, and Google, you know, we weren't, i wasn't at least overly like researching online right everything all the research that we got would be like in libraries and such right so uh, the availability availability of information that that we have now is was so different so it wasn't until i started talking and asking people and i realized wow people are really like you know they don't like to talk about it too much but what I'm noticing is that this really isn't normal. So I started investigating. And then I, I, I ended up working in this amazing company, which was a international natural company. And it, it introduced me to, you know, naturopathic medicine, chiropractic medicine, alternative medicine, you know, health food stores, And I just had like an entire life change. And I was really trying to get healthy. because so I was sick and tired of, you know, feeling sick and tired, I was fatigued, I was carrying way more weight than I needed to, I, you know, I would be again, like running to the bathroom or not going to the bathroom. And I just always felt bloated. You know, people would say, Hey, like, are you expecting a baby? And I, I, I looked pregnant. Right. So I was, I was fed up and, uh, I, I, I started learning about things at the health food store like castor oil that's where my passion for castor oil started to get ignited um, lots of things that I wouldn't do because I, I was scared or I would do too many things and just have like opposite effect right so it was, it was a real, real journey of like discovery and then finally I started going to go visit naturopathic doctors and I, I you know went from doctor to doctor I actually ended up going to see five naturopaths and what would happen was that they would put me on you know specific diets and and every time i did the diet i would actually feel sicker like so i was being put on cleansed diets and i would feel sicker and sicker and and i would go back to them i'd say i'm not feeling good like it's day 5 and i thought like up to day 3 you feel sick and then you start feeling better right like a, a natural healing crisis and it wasn't the case so then that's why i kept on jumping doctors and then finally i went to one and i said you know i'm doing these diets and i don't know what's going on but could could we possibly like test my foods like maybe there's something going on with me in terms of the foods that I'm eating. And so this, this spurred me into like the whole, like, ooh. and I what ended up happening was that my, my foods I was consuming, like I, you know, most cleansed diets at the time were all based on rice and broccoli and almonds. And it turns out that those were exactly my food sensitivities. Right. So, so that was, and that was just one step. And then later, then I was like, okay, I got to go become a naturopathic doctor and I got to find out about this stuff because I'm just in love. So I went back to school, you know, stress got the better of me in school, of course, you know, (laughs) for all of us. And and naturopathic school is something that is intense. It's like, you know, I I was putting in about 80 to 90 hours a week in terms of studying and being in class. And naturopathic doctors have just a load to learn because it's not only the natural stuff, but it's also, you know, we have to be really well aware of all the conventional uh, tools and treatments and be able to converse. And so it was just, an an enormous amount of information in a small amount of time and, you know, over a four-year period. And uh, I had a a burnout, a massive burnout in my third year going into my clinical year to the point where I was always fatigued, but I had an underlying energy level, like driven by cortisol. So I was was always like doing well, however, like, but not amazing, right? I was doing good, but not amazing. However, that third year, moving to my fourth year, I crashed. I couldn't even get out of bed. I remember calling my mother and being like, mom, like I'm, I'm devastated. Like I'm about to, you know, finish my schooling. And like, I have my one year of clinical residency and I can't even get out of bed. I can't complete it. And, you know, like you work so hard for something and, you know, it was my dream to really, you know, help people and I just said, you know, there's got to be something that, that I'm doing wrong. And the thing was that I was doing a good diet at that point in time. I did, discovered my food sensitivities. I was, you know, exercising. I was, you know, eat, like taking the right supplements, you know, so to say. But I, there, I wasn't doing anything to really, you know, manage and balance my stress. Right, and that was really the the, the key problem. And I had recalls being spoken to a lot during my time as a brand representative, and you know, with the different naturopathic doctors about things called, like a pastoral pack. And I I had never like ventured to do it um, just because it was too messy. It was like a a bit of a disaster at the time. And I finally said, you know what? Everyone has spoken to me about this forever in naturopathic college. They spoke about it to be good for every single condition. No one really got into the depth of what it actually did, but I said, you know what? It can't hurt. So I kind of created like a makeshift Castro pack. I started doing the packs, and like little by little, like these packs, I was doing them every single day. I was doing them overnight. I was, you know, sometimes I do them two or three times a day because I was I was bedridden, right? So I'd, I had nothing better to do <laughs> but that. So little by little, went to you know it that I started to like regain my strength, and I started also taking the philosophy of it's not a race, right? Like there's no race to the finish line. Like this is this is a journey, right? Like I I don't have to be putting in like 80 90 hours in school. Like I can like balance things out and make time for myself. So I had a whole shift and whole change and what I realized was this was that my stools were di- really dictating how I felt day-to-day basis right and I'd always been a keen observer of my stools so I was you know noticing you know I do a castor oil pack, my stools improved or you know I I'd do like a, a try to do meditation and hey my stools are getting a little bit better or I eat these foods you know I'm doing better and so I just realized that you know we can find and dictate so much from our stools, and people just really don't understand this. So this kind of took me throughout my entire trajectory in clinical practice, and I became like a huge fan of castor oil packs, a huge fan of tr- uh, teaching and training people about their stools. And it, it, to this day, like you know, like I use my stool as kind of like my moodometer and my like you know healthometer and my at-home lab test. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, my levels of stress are getting too high. I have to like reassess and you know see what I can do to manage things better. And it's how I built my practice was through basically teaching people about poo and teaching them about castor oil packs. And like my, I have a, a thriving practice here in uh, Canada and it's just amazing, like the power of poo and, and people literally like when they come in now to see me, like they're kind of, they're they're waiting for the poo conversation because it's like the first thing that I talk with all my patients about. And so my overall plan has now become to really change how the world is talking about stools and our poo from infancy all the way to, you know, as we age um so that we really have an understanding and can become that that our best doctor at home right like be able to to manage it like the best we can with with that availability that we really do have like lab you know at our disposal every single day
1: That's so fascinating. And funny story. So my family, we did not talk about our stool at all really growing up. That was kind of a taboo topic. And then when I met my, who would be my future mother-in-law for the first time, it was a long story. My husband and I were on this cross-country walk. He wasn't my husband at the time, obviously. And my hair was falling out, which largely because I was not sleeping at all during the night and I was walking 20 miles a day. Um, So super logical in hindsight. And she had some experience in natural health. But the first question she asked me was, well, what's your poop habits like? And I'm like, what? Like I was so caught off guard because it was just not a topic that we normally talked about in my family. Um, but I think you brought up a really interesting point because you mentioned that your family, there were all like all of you kind of had digestive issues, which kind of goes back to that question of is it nature or nurture and what are what do you think the root causes are? I know that, that there can be many, obviously, but for you specifically and in your family, and then now what you've seen, with your patients do you think it was a genetic factor or was it more lifestyle or was it a combination of both
0: That's awesome. Uh, That's a great question, Katie. I I really feel, you know, it it is truly a combination of both. Like, I just even take, I actually have a down to now philosophy, like, and I call it the faith factor in terms of our gut health and our our, our stools. And it's based on five principles. So, number one, we need to have our function working. So, we need to be digesting, absorbing, and eliminating. A, we need to have good antioxidant status. I, balanced inflammation. You know, T, we need to, you know, balance our tension and our stress. And H, we have to be a hostess with the mostest. So, there's an environmental component, but then, the, and, and then there's a genetic component, right? Because like, take me, like, so I'm Spanish background, you know, what do Spanish people eat? Like over the generations, we eat rice, we eat paella, right? So, you know, where most people have, you know, a gluten sensitivity, like I'm, I'm fine with gluten, like gluten does not bother me at all. You know, mine, are, m- mine is being, you know, in general, more inflammatory of a food, but for me, it doesn't, it doesn't cause any issues, but rice does. And that most definitely is a, a genetic component. Like my father's from Spain, you know, he, like all of our meals were consistently with rice. And then my mother, you know, she's from South America, which is Uruguay, which is a beef and a cattle producing country. And, you know, over her, gen- her generations, they grew up on dairy products. Right. And so, you know, sure enough, those are two of my strong sensitivities in my food. So that's just one example, like your food, how like both, you know, genetics were was playing a role, but because I was also overexposed to it on a daily basis in our, f- in our family and in our household, cause it was just the way that we ate. Right. But had my parents, you know, switch their diets off. And, you know, later on in their life, like obviously once I became an naturopathic doctor, you know, not that they believed me I was a doctor because you're kind of always a child in your parents' eyes, right? Like, <laughs> no matter what. But I would do, you know, we would run, I ran their food sensitivity testing. And, you know, sure enough, you know, my father from Spain, sensitive to rice. My mother from South America, from Uruguay, sensitive to dairy. So, you know, it's like a 50-50 thing. And so everything, in my opinion, is modifiable because we just need to learn what we need to do. And and in a family, the situation, like I love talking about the host and, you know, what's called the microbiome or the the bacteria within our gut. You know, there's the symbiotic bacteria, which are the good bugs. and then there's the 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 bad bacteria which I like to call conbiotics right because they're like con artists they take up space in the gut you know instead of you know like the good bacteria make make B vitamins for us and the con artists, you know they don't make good bacteria but you know like in a family and in a home and this goes for all the moms out there that are listening you know all of us is that you know we are transferring our bugs constantly within the family you know so there's and there's a genetic component to us having the type of bugs we have in our gut but just being in the environment together, we're sharing our our, our bacteria, especially like after we go to the bathroom and we have a stool, a bowel movement, right? Because I I always say, you know, like uh, 30 to 50% of your stools approximately is made up of bacteria. So every single time that you have a bowel movement, you know, you you, you, you basically like, you know, nurture the throne. (laughs) What you're doing is, you know, you flush and, and you're actually spreading bacteria out into the air. And it's one of the reasons why they say, you know, cover your toothbrush in the bathroom. You know, so so you're because otherwise you're you're basically like brushing your teeth with poop, right? Because you're you're getting all that 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 splatter or that air par- particulate matter onto your toothbrush, and so you know the next unsuspecting victim that walks into the bathroom, uh, basically you know they get a, a whiff and they get they get basically a, a transfer of these bacteria, whether they're good or bad. So then that's why in a family unit you're going to be seeing very similar symptoms, and so people will always say, oh, it's genetic, but you know there's such a it's such a fifty. 50 and a balance. And I really feel that, you know, you can truly modify. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm out here, you know, from clinical practice, I'm still in clinical practice, but I'm really launching uh, worldwide and internationally to really teach this because there's so much that we can do. And, you know, it's also a personal project for me because uh, Latin American people, like the stats in terms of IBS, like we spoke, you know, 14% of people, you know, and that's only the people who've actually gone to the doctor and said that they have a problem with the digestion. Cause how many people out there don't realize and haven't been diagnosed that they actually have an issue with digestion and i'd like i'd venture to say that the stats are a lot higher but what's interesting is that's like based out of a north american population when you take like a latino community a latino hispanic spanish community their rates of ibs jump up all the way up to 21 percent so it's actually you know it's more common in my background to actually have an irritable bowel syndrome so it's one of the reasons why it's become my passion project but it's such a great question
1: and such a great explanation. That was so helpful. And um, so I want to circle back to castor oil packs and understanding their mechanism more because there's something I've also um, experimented with and used over the years. It helped uh, my husband when he had digestive issues, um, not strictly for digestion, but I found they were helpful after my C-section, once the incision had healed somewhat, was to reduce the scar. I don't know if that's actually a, a approved use, but it seemed to work for me. But I'm curious, can you walk us through, um, first of all, explain in detail, what is a castor oil pack? And then walk us through, like what's the, what's the mechanism? What's it doing to the body?
0: Awesome. Awesome. So this is, this is, this is what I love. Like castor oil packs, when I first got introduced to them, um, really like all I heard about was that, Oh, it moved things and it's good for your body. And in every single protocol, like put it in, right. (laughs) It was kind of one of those things that we just all knew it worked. You know, no one really was bringing the the research to light. So I really made a mission of this. It's been, it's been 15 years that I've been delving deep into castor oil packs. So I, I venture to say very comfortably that I'm like the expert in castor oil and castor oil packs out in the world. So what's, what's really interesting with castor oil packs, is it's this. It's a, a very, very, very old legendary practice. In fact, you know, there's a records of castor oil and castor oil packs being used, you know, biblically. We've got Egyptian culture using it. We've got, you know, Caribbean cultures, all the Mediterranean basin, um, you know, Romanians. They won't call it castor oil. They'll call it ricinus, right? Because that's the Latin name of, of, of the oil. But you can see it in traditional Chinese medicine practices, the castor oil pack compress. You see it in Ayurvedic medicine. And then, you know, it was popularized in the 1800s to the 1900s. Early 1900s, um, both in when the with the resurgence of all the natural medicine in Germany, and then in in the United States in America with Edgar Casey, who was like a spiritual uh, healer, and that's kind of where the castor oil pack started. And then it was ado- adopted into the naturopathic practice. The castor oil pack is simply um, it's a cotton flannel. It's usually four layers of cotton flannel. Um, basically, you apply you know a castor oil to the cotton flannel, and then you apply it onto the body. Before my way of doing it, it was like about 12 or 15 steps. You put the pack on. On your body you would like wrap it all up with like saran wrap that's a step I do not like or n- nor do I approve because I don't feel we should have that kind of plastic next to our bodies or our skin you know our skin is such an absorbent absorptive organ and then you would like lay down you would ideally not move because castor oil could stain and you'd go to bed um, so what I did is I revolutionized that and made it a lot simpler so I'd have it now down to like three steps like it's based on the acronym like COP compress apply oil place it on your body so super easy and we can do it and you don't have to necessarily lie down there if you're not ready for that you can actually just like move around and just start to get accustomed to the relaxed state because i know that for me and for many of my patients you know when i first approach them about doing casserole packs they're like you want me to like lay down for an hour or like relax for an hour like i don't even know what that is <laughs> like right like i'm i'm sure you feel the same way about that right like 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 so many of us started at that point where we were just like, we don't even know like what relaxation is. That was my case. Absolutely. You know, so it's, it's a starter, like to get you started in learning what relaxation feels like, because the thing with castor oil packs is that you feel relaxation right away. But ideally you wear, I now am recommending people to really wear it overnight because that really is where you're going to get the most power. You'll get power with the pack, um, with an hour usage, but you'll definitely get much more effectiveness if you're doing it overnight. And the actions of castor oil, I've summed it up. And it goes back to what I initially said about what's, what I call the faith factor. So that faith factor is what, what we require as the five pillars that are going to support our health. And why I love and I'm such a fan, and it's my very first prescription, Castrol Pax, all my patients, is because Castrol Pax is one of the only modalities in natural medicine that it supports all those five factors and those five pillars that make us feel great right and it goes back down again function of the digestive tract um and i'll get into detail uh, you know antioxidant status inflammation balancing tension balancing and host host balance so when it comes to castor oil packs and the function of the digestive tract castor oil it does an incredible thing is that it, you know it's researched to be able to actually you know target smooth muscles so the intestine and the uterus those are the only two places that have the smooth smooth muscle in the body and so what it does is it actually stimulates prostaglandin and E3 receptors because castor oil actually really looks um, like one of our anti-inflammatory molecules in our body, like a natural anti-inflammatory molecule. But this molecule also is what regulates smooth muscle contraction and so castor oil will help you to like actually have good bowel movements and have good elimination and castor oil also because it's so healing to the gut um as it's it being a great great oil like full of antioxidants like you know omega-3s omega-6 omega-9s you know also supports like your glutathione that's where we're talking getting into the crossover of it being a really good antioxidant like castor oil helps to also heal and improve your digestion and your absorption right so it's like that's kind of the first part of it how how it works terms of the function. And then the antioxidant Status. What what castor oil? what, How it blows me away so much, and like why people use it for things like scarring, etc. Is that you know it works with inflammation just because of its natural chemical structure, and this is all very well, well, well researched. It works with inflammation, but castor oil. Initially, you know, it was thought that when people would take castor oil orally, you know, there's some, I'm sure some mums out there who've you know taken castor oil orally to like induce labor because again, it makes the uterus move so that when you you know you're about to have your baby or, you know, you're, you're overdue, you know, Castro is one of the ways that you can, you can get things to move. How casserole does that is actually via stimulating. It's not an irritant that like like people thought in the past, but they actually stimulates nitric oxide, which is super amazing because, you know, there aren't too many things like besides like Viagra, you know, like the, you know, erectile dysfunction drug uh, that stimulates nitric oxide in the body. And then of course, beet greens, beet juice. Um, But nitric oxide is a super anti-ager, but it's also what brings circulation to the area and also what helps things to heal. Um, So when you're talking about the the gut healing—that's one of the mechanisms of action. And when you're talking about scarring, you know, nitric oxide improves scarring because it brings circulation to the area. And when you bring circulation to the area, you can modulate inflammation. And you know, you can just have an overall like treatment uh, like aspect that's really helping it to heal. So you know, some neat stuff that we're learning about castor oil and castor oil packs. And then another aspect of that antioxidant status. So we spoke about you know essential fats, omega threes, omega six, omega nines. You have got vitamin E in there. You got other essential fats, um, glutathione improvement nitric oxide improvement but castor oil packs will also help to improve oxytocin you know and that's oxytocin is that's the love and connection molecule that we get you know when we're connecting and bonding breastfeeding with our babies but oxytocin is also when we get big hugs or we're making love to like our spouses you know so so we need more oxytocin in our life because it makes us feel very good right And it connects us and it makes us feel grounded right so this is why like castor oil pack when when you do a castor oil pack you immediately address your tension and your stress. Like the minute that the pack is placed on your body, you're stimulating receptors on the skin, you're targeting the nervous system, you're switching your body from, you know, hassled and frazzled all the way over to like relaxed and like resetting yourself. And bottom line is this, we have so much tension and so much stress in our lives that if we're not actually actively doing something to you know practice our relaxed state consistently, we will get burnt out. And for moms, this is so, so important because, you know, we are juggling so many different things from kids to, you know, work to, you know, keeping house, like everything. Like we like we have like five to six jobs. Like you I know you have so many children, right? So you you have all your all your businesses, but on top of it too, you know, all your passion projects on top of it too, you've got all your kids plus your husband, you know, your home. Like these are all these things that we're managing. You know, hopefully we have partners that are really great with us. But that stress becomes overwhelming and does not allow us to heal. And so the castor opac, just that placing it on the body immediately will switch you into a relaxed state. It stimulates oxytocin production, it stimulates dopamine production, more feeling good. Hormones. It helps you sleep well at night. You know, so these are all the areas in which you heal. And, you know, some of the most recent research that has come out with castor oil goes down to that host effect is that, you know, we are the hostesses with the mostest. And for good digestive health, we need to have a good spectrum of nice bacteria. And in periodontal medicine, they've actually been testing castor oil in terms of it helping to improve the microbiome by breaking down biofilm. So, you know, we're resetting our gut bacteria when we're actually doing castor oil packs topically on the gut and also you know you can use a castor oil for oil pulling as well too so it's just it's just amazing like really I'm hard pressed and I'm always looking to see like is there another treatment that will actually do all those five things like will it help with the function of the digestive tract get your bowels moving digestion and absorption will it help with antioxidant status you know will nourishment of the body you know will it help with rebalancing inflammation because inflammation is good if it's balanced it'll help to heal it'll break down scars all those things will it help with you know our tension and our stress? Stress, and will it help with helping us to adjust our host uh microbiome, right? So it's it's just one that 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 all in one and what's one of the reasons why I start patients off. Like my, my most common prescription for patients is first visit. We're putting them on, you know, castor opax, you know, probiotics, and then whatever they're presenting symptom may be. If it's sleep problems, I'll jump them into GABA, you know, or, or melatonin, magnesium, you know, so so but the base always begins with castor packs, alkalinizers, and probiotics. Just because I want to set that found, it's a foundation. The so five pillars that's going to allow people to really get their health to the next level. And any practitioner that you talk to who is an avid fan of Castor Opax, they all say this they go, you know, when people are doing castro packs, every single thing that they're investing in and in doing all the supplements, all the beauty care products, all the everything that they're doing just works that much better because you've now you've created the foundation. So everything can work. And like, what better thing is that, you know, we're spending so much money on supplements, on time on things, you know, if, if we can make it work better and faster, why not?
1: Yeah, that was such a comprehensive explanation. I know I'll make sure that we link in the show notes at wellnesswoman.fm to your specific packs, because like you said, they're much easier than when I first had to do them. And it was this whole big process. And I'm so glad you said the word biofilms also, because this is a word I'm seeing more and more in the research. It, like, there's definitely seems to be a lot of understanding happening about these right now, but they're still not part of mainstream knowledge, I feel like. So can you explain to us, first of all, what is a biofilm and how do you know if you might have one?
0: That's so awesome. Yeah. Biofilm is like the new, the new area of, of research within the gut microbiome. So biofilm basically if you have, a, we have trillions of bacteria living within our body. And like I said, Many of them are good for us, they're symbiotic, they help us, they create B vitamins, great things. And then we've got those conbiotics that are not so good, and you know they cause problems. Like if so you could take even just in the oral cavity, these bacteria will cause uh, cavities, right? Just as an example. Um, the biofilm is basically like this matrix, you could say. It's like a, a a mucus membrane that's created by the actual bacteria themselves, so that they kind of have a nice protective home. So it's like a barrier, it kind of keeps them within the mucous membrane of all of our digestive tract and also. So like on our skin as well too. And this membrane makes it very difficult for, you know, natural antimicrobials to have an effect and even sometimes antibiotics, right? antibiotics are clearly more potent so they can they're they're stronger at breaking down the biofilm but in certain really really chronic diseases i'd like, say things like Lyme's disease you know that's like one of the, the, the worst bacterial infections that we could have um you know that this biofilm is so strong and it is such a protective barrier that you know it's it's so difficult to get get at it and so this is the reason why castor oil packs are so great because it's like a daily practice of really working to reset that microbiome and the studies that were done were actually done uh, in the oral cavity you um, comparing it to conventional microbiome or biofilm breakdown uh, things like chlorhexidine, like mouthwashes that are used in, in periodontal medicine for dental health and what they noted was that in vitro in an actual test tube it was the chemicals that worked better better but in the human body you know castor oil worked a lot better so this is now one of my recommendations i actually recommend people to do you know oil pulling with castor oil over things like coconut oil or sesame oil just because the castor oil will work that much better because it's got that great research in terms of it helping to break down the biofilm, that barrier, and then your body being able to naturally balance out the microbiome. And of course, you know, you still need to take things like probiotics because if we're trying to change and create a change in our digestion and within our, our whole mucous membrane, which really is from the, you know, like gums to bums, you know, we do we do really still need to add in the good stuff. So then that way our body has a chance to kind of reset itself because if you're, again, you know, exposed and you're that unspeakable suspecting victim that walks in after someone into the bathroom and you get exposed to like bad bacteria, you know, you, you need to be supplementing with with the good strains. Then that way you can like really reset your microbiome, but you need to target the biofilm, right? Or uh, otherwise it's like, you can't get the prisoners out of the jail, right?
1: Yeah, that's so good. And a lot of the people listening are moms. And so of course um, you touched on a little bit, but I know we're going to get the questions, you know, is this safe for kids? Can pregnant women do this? Can women who are nursing do this? So I would love to like go deeper on that. And then from there, springboard into as moms, what can we be doing to give our kids good digestive habits for their whole life? So hopefully, like I know you probably hope as much as I do that my kids never have to go through any of the health problems I've been through. So what can we do to give our kids solid digestive foundations from the very beginning?
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great question. So Let's start with pregnancy, because number one, pregnancy, that's probably, so that is probably the contraindication for castor oil, which means that we don't recommend it, um, unless you're followed with a NASH path and you've been doing castor oil packs for years, and you know, it, then it's a different scenario. But like I said earlier on in the podcast, you know, castor oil is used as, it, as a stimulant to induce labor, right? Midwives are well known for this practice. So we tend to even avoid doing castor oil packs topically, of course, unless you're you're followed by your practitioner. So I would say castor oil during pregnancy, let's keep it away. Just we, unless of course you're trying to induce labor, right? For kids and in nursing, that's where castor oil is actually an incredible tool. Um, it's safe for nursing uh, moms, so if moms are doing castor oil packs, that's not a problem at all. In fact. If anything, it'll actually help the mom because castor oil, the wonderful thing about castor oil, it's one of the only oils that actually can transfer uh, through the epidermis, which is a top layer of skin and get deep into the dermis and then go into the circulation and go into the lymphatic system. So if moms are doing a castor oil pack and then they're breastfeeding, nursing their babies, you know, they're going to be having castor oil in their blood circulation and that will eventually do, there'll be a little bit of transfer as well too into the breast milk. Now, of course, with our packs, we aren't over using castor oil, like we're using like two tablespoons every time that you do a casserole pack, which is ideally nightly. And what this does is that for the baby, you know, as I said earlier on, you know, it's going to help the baby to actually improve their that digestion and improve their entire growing of their microbiome. Because with kids, this is a scenario, you know, we are developing our entire digestive tract in our microbiome from ear, like once we're born, you know, we get that first inoculation. Hopefully, you know, it's at home. Hopefully it's vaginally, a vaginal birth. You know, we're trying to avoid hospital and we're also trying to avoid you know cesarean birth because then you know the spectrum of bacteria that you're birthed with kind of sets you up for digestive disturbances kind of throughout your life like i know that was my case like i was a cesarean born baby and you know i look at myself my sister who's like a a vaginal born baby and she had a lot better digestive health than i did right being born in the hospital and a cesarean birth so it starts from 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 birth and you know that little microdose of castor oil through the circulation into the breast milk just helps with you know resetting up the uh, gut microbiome. Um, one of the things that I always recommend, and it's such an important time, and this is why food introduction is also so so important with babies during this time, is you want to be careful of things that could cause allergens. And so, you know, castor oil, if it's a modulator of inflammation, you're going to be having a, a healthier, more integral gut lining as the babies are, are are growing their microbiome and really learning how to use their digestion. You know, castor oil will help to reduce the swelling, will help to reduce you know any tension. That that is on the digestive tract will help to reduce the leakiness that occurs with babies, which is one of the reasons why, you know, they tend to have more allergy and more issues, you know, so it's, it's really setting them up to have like an excellent digestion over their lifetime. And so during that, that first year period, mom's nursing doing castor oil packs is excellent. But what I also recommend oftentimes is for moms to do like an abdominal massage with castor oil, you know, starting on, you know, the lower left-hand side and going up, up the ascending colon. So the colonic, upwards, you know, kind of doing like a little box, a box shape on their bellies and in a clockwise fashion and doing that every night with the baby, you know, just to really, um, you know, get their digestion, get the castor oil absorbing. And then you also get that beautiful contact with, uh, you know, baby and mommy and you get to like have a little, you know, like bonding time, but that's great to start to set up their digestion. And then as soon as we can get a pack on the kids, we start to put packs on them, right? Because that keeps them in good health and keeps them, you know, absorbing their nourishment well you can like it's just it's so much benefit to the kids reducing their stress you know helping and they get into an excellent health practice that later on in their life will be you know just gangbusters to keep them healthy and keep them happy so you're really like your your goal in those those first three years is really to set up that digestive tract to be you know well functioning you know have good elimination you know be integral and no leaky gaps and you know be able to see food all this foreign matter and be able to you know, deal with it appropriately and not create those allergies. So really I've seen in like my practice, like all of our moms who birth babies, like true, even if they've had, you know, the mom had a predisposition for allergy because these moms all have these practices all really well intertwined in in their, their healthcare, their kids, you know, we don't actually end up seeing uh, much allergy moving forward with the kids. So it's, it's really setting them up to have a really good immune system, a balance, a good balance of, of stressed and relaxed and good microbiome and good balance of inflammation. So that's one of my favorite ways to use the castor oil with kids in in those first three years of life. Then a couple of other really cool hacks with kids and moms as well, too, are are these, you know, like if if your child has like diaper rash, you know, doing castor oil, mixing it with a bit of baking soda can create a really cool pomade and, you know, diaper rash is often correlated or connected to either could be yeast, yeast overgrowth, you know, different bacteria that are, you know, taking advantage those conbiotics, take advantage of the irritated skin, Um, you know, castor oil mixed with baking soda and just a little wee, teeny little bit of tea tree oil. You can make a paste, put it into like a cream jar you rub this on diaper rash one of the best things for for diaper rash you know also um castor oil topically on eczemas whether dry eczema works excellent seeping eczema can work as well too you know so all these little common conditions that can happen for kids you can be using castor oil And then for moms, what I love, you know, because it's not only about baby, we've got to think about moms, you know, moms sometimes, oftentimes after giving birth, you know, they'll have thyroid storms, they'll have problems with their thyroid, they'll notice their body's not working quite well. So, you know, doing castor oil packs will help to like, you know, really help keep that more calm. But in terms of symptoms that moms may be feeling is, you know, they might notice that, you know, their eyebrows laterally, you know, they're starting to disappear, they're, you know, they're losing their hair. So, you know, castor oil, you can apply that to the eyebrows, the eyelashes, and also to the hair and you know that can really help with improving the hair growth and the mechanism of action for the eyebrows and eyelashes super cool is actually it's a nitric oxide remember how i said earlier on like it's nitric oxide right that stimulate that stimulates circulation to the area so it's a nitric oxide stimulating circulation to the area of the eyebrows and the eyelashes into the hair so feeding and nourishing the hair follicle you know with all those essential fats that will actually help to improve our hair and our eyebrows and eyelashes so mom's can get a little bit of their cosmetic, you know, appeal back because, you know, you get so busy sometimes you so you so forget about yourself as a mom. Um, and then that way, you know, for them, it's about not only about babe, but it's about mom. So, you know, castor oil, like my kids, it's so funny, you know, anything that goes wrong, injury, whatever, you know, belly ache, anything that happens, you know, they're like, can we do castor oil packs? Can we do castor oil packs? Because they, they're just so well trained now with castor oil, you know, and all my patients too, you know, half the time they'll come for a, a visit and, you know, I'll be like, oh, we're just going to mix castor oil we're going to use castor oil for it. So it becomes your like go-to pharmacy at your home.
1: Yeah, I love when you can find like the natural things that are just the great go-tos and on the beauty uses. That's actually what I've been using it for for years is for eyelashes and eyebrows, but especially eyelashes. And I always every time I post a selfie on Instagram people are like, "Oh my gosh, how do you get your eyelashes so long?" And I'm like, "Castor oil." It's not like any crazy beauty secret. It's basically castor oil and natural mascara. This episode is brought to you by Branch Basics. They're one of my favorite companies because they are tackling two major problems with one simple solution. We've all heard about the problems with single-use plastic and how they are polluting the environment, how overuse of plastics is bad for us as humans. And if you've read my blog, you're also well aware of the potential pitfalls of harsh household cleaners, especially if you have kids in the house. Branch Basics helps on both of these fronts. They have the world's safest, non-toxic cleaning concentrate. It is plant-based, biodegradable, so it's safe for the environment. It's non-GMO, and it's not tested on animals. Since it's a concentrate, a single bottle lasts a really long time, which drastically cuts down on extra plastic bottles that you would get if you bought cleaners already pre-made. It's gentle enough to be used on skin, even on babies, but strong enough to clean floors or greasy messes, even paint stains. And I use it to make it all purpose cleaner, to treat stains in the laundry, even as a laundry soap. Their bottles are all reusable, or you can do what I do and mix everything in reusable glass bottles instead. And when I say this is good for everything, I mean it. I carry a travel-sized foamer pump when I travel, and I use it as a hand soap instead of using nasty soaps in bathrooms. I use it as a face wash, shampoo, eye makeup remover, stain treatment, so much more, and this one little bottle just fits in my travel carry-on. I use the same concentrate at home to make practically every cleaning product that we use in our home. You may have even seen on my Instagram recently how I used their cleaning concentrate and oxygen boost together to wash my white couches naturally. And I use Branch Basics in some form pretty much every single day. You can check it out and grab some of your own by going to branchbasics.com forward slash wellness mama. Make sure to use the code mama15 to save 15%. So again, that's Branch Basics dot com forward slash wellness mama. So B-R-A-N-C-H-B-A-S-I-C-S.com forward slash wellness mama and 15% off with the code mama 15. This episode is sponsored by Crunchy Betty products. Here's a secret. While well, I have a post about making my own deodorant, I haven't actually done that in a couple of years because I found Crunchy Betty Kokomo cream deodorant and I realized it works just as well It doesn't cause irritation, and it's made by a small family business that I love to support. This deodorant smells like the tropics, and one small jar lasts for months, so it reduces packaging. I love that it uses this minimal recyclable packaging, and because it lasts so long, there's virtually no waste. For me, this deodorant completely stops any odor. It keeps me fresh all day, even on heavy workout days. So many natural deodorants cause irritation, and this one doesn't. If you love tropical smells and if you've been looking for a natural de- deodorant, you have got to check it out. There's two ways to order. You can check it out on Etsy by going to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash crunchy betty or on Amazon by going to crunchybetty.com forward slash wellness mama. So again, that's C R U N C H Y B E T T Y dot com forward slash wellness mama. And it sounds like a panacea. So I have to ask, are there any downsides or any risks to be aware of other than, of course, pregnancy? And I'm so glad you explained that so well. But any other downsides anyone needs to know?
0: Yes, absolutely. So castor orally it's approved by the FDA and also by health Canada for oral use, but really orally we we, I reserve it for the cases of like severe, severe, severe constipation. Like we're talking like maybe like, you know, six, seven, eight, like where it's severe and nothing else is working. I would then recommend that there are on occasions with certain people and patients where actually there's a practice uh, done in the Caribbean, Mediterranean basin, which is in India, which is where people take like a tablespoon of castor oil every week, um, just to kind of as a clearance and helping with the, the microbiome, but also to keep make sure that the bowels are flowing well. So that's one of the ways that I like doing castor oil orally. But people have to be careful that they don't overdo castor oil orally because you know this this nitric oxide shift in the gut that occurs when you take castor oil orally. What it does is it moves electrolytes, um, and it can do so very strongly. And so they used to always think that castor oil is like an irritant to the digestive tract. So it's not actually an irritant. In fact, if anything, it's like the most healing substance to the digestive tract. But what it can do is it can have big electrolyte shifts. And in fact, there's a big historical connotation to this. Um, People of Italian background in fascist Italy, back with Mussolini, Mussolini used to use castor oil as a torture tool. And in fact, what he would do is that he, he would give castor oil to people to give, get them to confess. Cause what would happen is they would have such a strong diarrhea. And many times people would die from this diarrhea as well, too, because they just unbalance their electrolytes so strongly that it would become a problem. So that's, that's one area that you really want to be careful with castor oil that you don't overdo it or that, or that you take it. So really like that is probably, you know, the biggest thing with castor oil that you have to be careful with is that you don't, you don't overdo it taking it orally. And that's one of the reasons why I love, love, love castor oil packs topically, because it's just going to be that ideal that's really going to help you, uh, you know, to get a little bit of a dose every day. And, you know, it is sometimes about micromedicine, micromedicine and what everything is doing around you is probably the key. Another thing with castor oil that I think I have to emphasize is this, is that castor oil in itself is something that, you know, it, it carries things into the body. So we really have to be careful about our packaging when it comes to castor oil, you <laughs> Castor oil placed in a plastic bottle, you know, is going to be absorbing all of the plastics, um, and then we're going to be bringing that into our body when we're doing treatment. So we just want to be cautious um, that when we're doing castor oil, we always have it to be organic. It should be hexane free as well too, and that because we don't want any chemicals uh, to be added in in the in the distillation or the you know the clearing process of castor oil. And we want to always make sure that it's pure and natural and in a dark glass bottle. And and that is a side note you know toxins travel in oils so you know that's one of the first things that i say to my moms or to any of my patients is that you know if there's only one thing that you can buy organic you know ideally you do them all but if there's only one thing you know the oil should be first and foremost because you know toxicity travels within it um there is talk out there in the internet world about you know castor oil being toxic right and there being a molecule called ricin intact to- uh, castor oil so if you know, like the anatomy of castor oil plant, um, they're actually, you, what you do when you get castor oil is you're taking the seed of the castor oil plant and you're cold pressing it, especially for our purposes, that's the best way to use a castor oil. You cold press it. And then you have basically just the oil. The There's the protein meal of the castor oil, which actually contains something called ricin. And ricin, ricin actually is completely toxin to the human body. It actually is used in biological warfare. So I'm really glad that you brought up this question because i get this uh, so often and it's so miscommunicated out there because so many people believe that there's actually ricin in castor oil but there isn't because cast ricin is a protein and castor oil is an oil so during the extraction process the cold pressing ricin is completely separated but this ricin can you know stop your dna multiplication like uh, within six hours in the human body. So it's one of the reasons why, you know, out there people are like, Ooh, you got to be careful with castor oil. So, it, so people are aware, um, ricin is not in, in castor oil. It is only in the protein meal. And to me, it just, it goes, it, it goes to the magic and the sacredness of this oil, you know, this oil that was used, you know, to anoint kings and queens, you know, as they took their throne, it would anoint the clergy as they would elevate into their, you know, position in the church. You know, uh, it was set, it's, it's known as the palm of Christ, you know, that, uh, that you know, Jesus would anoint uh, the sick with castor oil. You know, this, this beautiful plant has, you know, that amazing yin and yang component to it where, you know, it has the ability to heal. The oil can completely heal people. It supports all the five, you know, pillars of feeling great. But yet there's the other side of it, you know, the dark side of that protein meal, which is not in the oil emphasized again, but that has the ability to kill you. So it's like the perfect balance of, you know, good and bad, light and dark of what everything is in this world. So this is why I feel this oil is such a a spiritual, incredible, you know, healing oil. And there's even um, discussion that the reason it was used to, you know, castor oil was used to like connect the clergy and the the kings and queens. Is that it actually has an ability to calm your nervous system so down? That it actually helps to connect you to like your 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 higher self and to to what is out there and whatever you believe. Like I believe in the one God, right? So it's it's super incredible castor oil. So it's good that we know that it is not toxic, but you just have to be careful. Don't take too much of it orally, and always make sure it's in a glass bottle. And if anyone says that oh, ricin isn't, it's not in the castor oil.
1: I'm so glad you addressed that because I've gotten those questions as well, of course, on any post that I have that mention castor oil, and I can now link to this and they can hear this explanation. Also, it, like our time has gone by so fast. You're so well-spoken about this, and this has been so much fun. Uh, a couple questions I love to ask at the end of interviews. First of all, if there is a book or a certain number of books that have changed your life, if so, what are they and why?
0: Oh, that is such a great Great question. So my absolute favorite book was the book Eating Alive. And it's written by the naturopathic doctor, uh, Steve Mattson. He's actually a Canadian naturopathic doctor. And it was actually what completely revolutionized my life. Um, This book was, and it actually has revolutionized exactly how I am as a practitioner and even on my platform online. Um, This book was joyous and it was all about the gut health. And it was my first introduction truly to naturopathic medicine. And what I loved about the book so much was that it was such an easy, easy, comedic explanation about how the gut is working, you know, with little characters and, you know, comic strips all throughout the book. And it said set it, set it in such, you know, simple terms, because sometimes, you know, as doctors or even, even, even out there in the world, we complicate things so much, but truly like things are so simple. So I've taken, I took this book and this is, and this truly was my inspiration to become a naturopathic doctor. I don't know how many times I've read it. Like it's so like well highlighted. It just, it's like unbelievable and like sticky Keynotes all along the side of the book. Um, But this book is like how I'm modeling everything that I'm doing out there for people because I just feel for me, you know. I'm a smart lady, you know, obviously now I have a lot more education, so I've become even smarter over time, but you know, we all, so many of us out there, you know, we don't have to have the degree on the wall to have the the level of education that say I have, because I like, like I highly respect you, Katie. Like I know you're one of the persons who, you know, has done so much personal research and so much work over time and that you have such a great knowledge. Same thing in people in health food stores. Like they have such an incredible knowledge because they've been working for so many years in the industry. You just get exposed to everything and then you learn how to weed out the good and the bad. And this book, What it it did is it just makes it so simple and just basically, you know, made medicine joyful. And so that's one of the reasons why, you know, my platform, we say joy is medicine, like medicine is joyous, right? Like it can be joyous. So let's make medicine joyous so that we can learn, we can make ourselves uh, healthier, we can make ourselves happier. And ultimately, what becoming healthier and happier allows us to do is that it allows us to achieve our dreams and our goals. You know, my personal dream as a child was to be this, was to be. <laughs> this is going to be funny. Was to be Liza Minnelli. Oprah Winfrey and a doctor. (laughs) And every time I would tell my mother this, she'd be like, How on earth are you gonna do all those three things? And I I can safely say that I feel in my life with like my Instagram, you know, at Dr. at Queen of the Thrones on Facebook, you know, what I do in terms of, you know, our YouTube channel, you know, all the fun, joyful like like instruction videos that we have coming out shortly too, um, all in character, is that I've been I've been able to, you know, in a way accomplish all those three goals and I'm still working at it and only because now I have the practices established that, that are, you know, Castro pack. It's part of my daily practice. First thing I pack when I go anywhere, which is all the time. Um, I established my practices, you know, good diet, good mindset, good exercise, you know, you know, based so much on this book from Steve Mattson about how to keep my life well and support my five pillars. So th- that would definitely be the book that if anyone is is looking at, at instruction into the gut, it's a, a great, great book. And it's, and I don't even know if it's in print still, but it's if you can get an old copy, it's it's a wonderful book and it's a gem. And my first book is coming out in the fall. It's called Ocean, and uh, it's actually O-S-H-Asterix-T. Um, and that is really based, not based on that book, but it's, it's my own interpretation of my experiences with it. But we've got the comedic strips, so it, it's in that same kind of genre. So it'll be great for people to read as well, too.
1: That's awesome and I love that you said that about being joyful in medicine because I think in general especially if you've had a health problem it can be really easy to fall into that fearful mode instead of you know everything being bad or I'm um, just being afraid and so I love that that I mean you obviously exude that with your personality and you are so uplifting and positive. Um but I love that you specifically spoke that about medicine because I think we need that and I think that's going to be hopefully part of the shift that we're seeing in you know returning to more integrative practices of medicine and understanding the body better. And lastly, is there any parting advice you want to leave with our listeners today?
0: Yes. I am a firm believer of practice. And, you know, it's, it's the little micro movements that are tend to be like the biggest game changers in this world, you know, and it, and it truly what it is, is it's about just practicing it and, you know, whatever that may be for you, you know, hopefully after hearing this, you know, podcast that you, you know, take on and that it's a great thing to, you know, to practice a castor oil pack every day. But what I found over my lifetime is that whatever it was that I practiced and I just, you know, did a little bit, a little bit, a little bit every single day, eventually like it became just a natural habit. Like when, you know, when I first started doing castor oil packs, you know, I would, I would do them for like, you know, 10 minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time, you know, then I evolved to like an hour, you know, because I started, you know, noticing how great I felt with them. And, you know, now I'm overnight, right? So I built that practice only because I was consistent and I was completely committed so, you know, be, having a practice is about being consistent and it's about being committed. And if we want to live our best life, we have to do those two things. We need to be committed. and We have to be consistent and we need to find the tools that are going to be the easiest to do and the tools that are going to allow us to, you know, have that good health. So that, that would be my, my best words of advice is just, you know, adapt to practice. Ideally start with the castor oil pack. That's one thing that I think that honestly, I think the world should be doing castor oil packs and be consistent and be committed with it. And then you build from there, you know, diet, you, you start working on your diet, you know, you, you'll start your supplements, you'll start all different types of things, like, and building and building and building, but just kind of focus on one thing, grow it, and then go from there, right? Tea practices, like there's so many different things that we can do. And sometimes I think in natural health, we can just get bombarded with so many different options that we're like, oh my God, what do I do? You know, start with the ones that deliver the best, the best tools, the best care first, and then build from there.
1: That's beautiful. And I think a perfect place to end. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been truly a joy. And I think that you have shared so much wisdom that will hopefully help a lot of people. And I'm just so grateful you were here. Oh,
0: thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for what you're doing out in the world. You've been a great force and it's amazing. So thank you.
1: And thanks to all of you for listening and sharing your most valuable asset of your time with us today. We're so grateful that you are here too. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama Podcast.